Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing the Apple TV Plus series Shrinking. And of course, we will have our waste our water cooler moment because we are dying to discuss episode three of season four. But we'll save it till the end because it's going to be very spoilery. So if you aren't caught up on Succession, don't worry. We'll save it till the end. But first, TV news. I'll go first. Something I know Jordan and I are both over the moon about is that John Early is getting his own special at HBO. And it's coming out on June 17th. And I saw something about it being like a fake rockumentary like a rock and roll mockumentary (laughs) yeah I um I'm very excited don't know what to picture at all (laughs) sounds really amazing (laughs) and he's our new BFF because he liked our tweet about it is that right yes I was just standing there in Trader Joe's and I got a notification and my face lit up probably looked like I'd gotten a wonderful text from my boyfriend or something. <laughs> it's like you'll always remember where you were when like 9-11 happened or like Michael Jackson yes. died. But it's when Beyonce liked our tweet. <sighs> Best day it's ever. Amazing. And I'm just so happy it's going to be on HBO. And yes. I'm so happy because Jordan and I have both talked about how like he's the one person that we would like pay lots of money to like go see i mean i guess we the one person could, probably <laughs> not Dude. the one but like i meant a by person the one, i mean like comedian which you also traveled to see a comedian this year <laughs> that is true it just i should that's how special okay. he is in theory we only do that for really special people we don't just like travel willy-nilly for rando performers no so this is saying that john early is up there with taylor swift basically that's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you. It's just so funny the way you imagine traveling to see a comedian. <laughs> that would be I, wild. <laughs> I've only done that one time. Yeah, that's true. And it was more so to see you. <laughs> it was a it was a, a great two for one. <laughs> <laughs> but we would travel even to a city where we didn't know a soul to see him. Yes. But now we can watch from our own couch. But I would still like to see him live. Yeah. But that's how excited we are about this. Yes. Um, This news, I definitely not as excited. I feel weird about it. Did you see that Kim Kardashian is going to be in the new American Horror Story season? <laughs> Did I see it? It felt like it was, there <laughs> was more posts about that than there were about Taylor and Joe breaking up. Could you avoid it? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Well, I saved this tweet that I thought was so funny of someone did a quote tweet of Kim's announcement, like weird video of American Horror Story. Oh, I didn't see her announcement. All she did, she did like the side eye emoji and like a drop of blood emoji and then this promo video. Like, okay. Okay. But someone tweeted it and said, hi, Diva. Can I call you Diva? My name is Detective Fierce. (laughs) You're not in trouble, Boots. We're just trying to get the tea on this situation. (laughs) and that really really uh had me gagged that was hilarious the internet 
is good. <gasps> Truly. <sighs> yeah, I saw that, like, the part was, like, written for her. Yeah, which, like, okay, if you're the mo- one of the most famous people in the world, is that really that impressive? <laughs> no. Oh, Ryan Murphy, you've, you've done it again. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Sadly, I saw that Z-Way was canceled by Showtime. Heartbreaking. Truly heartbreaking. And I can't wait to see what Z-Way does next. Because she is a star. She truly is. She's even... She's such a star that she's... They literally wrote a part for her on Succession. <laughs> I assume. I actually oh can't confirm. But it, it seems like that was based on her. <laughs> her own yes, life. Yes, that was literally... Yeah. Her own show. Um, I saw that Netflix is going to uh, start a Stranger Things animated series. Yes. And I feel nothing. Same. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jonah Hill has a... I actually am like, now that I'm reading this, I don't really know if it's a series or a movie. But it's going to be on Apple and Jonah Hill's directing it and Keanu Reeves is going to star in it and playing a damaged Hollywood star, which sounds wow. interesting. I've been liking when Keanu plays like meta roles. Mm-hmm. I love like, Keanu. What was that one movie that he did that? Um, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. He like, was I amazing. Love that. Yes. Um, wow. And Keanu plus Jonah Hill. Very like delightful combo yeah and very fun yet another a-list filled apple series apple and or movie mm-hmm. racking them up really racking them up um they dropped a trailer for the new star wars series ahsoka um that is starring you know her name <laughs> what is you it? know her you love her her name is she's in rent you're loving this. This is the first time this has happened to me. <laughs> Honestly, I am eating it up. Too bad I don't know how to spell that or else I could look it up. I'm so annoyed at myself. Um, I can see her face. So Rosario Dawson. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, I had, good job. I had good like job. an M floating around in my head in her name somewhere. There's no M. There's an, a W upside down M. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but yeah, the series looks very good. Um, uh, there's a lot of girl characters, which I love to see fighting and being cool. Um, also they, cause there was like a, it was the Disney star Wars celebration convention or not convention, but like big ordeal this last week. <laughs> it's not a convention. It's an ordeal. Well, it's not like a, I mean, like you can, it's not like a comic convention. It's like for the, it's like for yeah. press and like media. Yeah. It's like for the real people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so convention mm-hmm. was misleading. <laughs> um, But Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be in it and I'm very excited. I love her. What is she from? She's from Scott Pilgrim and Sky High. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, other things. You and McGregor and her were in Fargo and he left his family for her or something. Yeah. Rumor. Um, yeah, I like her. But yeah, she, I love her and she is going to be in it too. Yay. Fun. Um, apparently, This Is Us, Dan Fogelman is going to be doing a Hulu drama and 
is pairing up with Sterling K. Brown for it. Um, mm. And apparently, like, they Hulu gave them, like, a straight-to-series order, um, which is interesting. And I'll be interested to see what he does with, like, a Hulu show and not, like, a um, cable network show. Mm-hmm. I was on the This Is Us train at the beginning, so... Did you fall off? Did you did you keep up with it throughout or not really? No, I fell I fell off as soon as soon as that house burnt down. That was the last episode. I think I the crock pot. I never watched it. Not even I know about the crock pot. Crock pot had to be like, this won't happen. Don't worry. <laughs> crock pot. Whoa, crock pot brand really gate tough times. Tough times. <sighs> Oh, I, the only one I have just barely, I just barely saw right before we started recording is that Mindy Kaling and Oprah Winfrey are going to be developing a series based on a book titled Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. Hmm. Um, sounds like a good pairing, Mindy Kaling yes. and Oprah. I like so, that. And I like that title. Yeah, we'll see. Never heard of that book, but it sounds Yeah, fun. I hadn't, I hadn't either top three i guess okay so for our top three <laughs> i feel like i'm already like spoiling a little bit of my feelings on the show by talking about this but we couldn't not because one of my first impressions of shrinking um was the music which i think would be most people's it's not just me right it's very in your face i think that i went in and one of the things I had seen the show even promoting was were the music choices. Like I saw people like okay them like retweeting stuff. Like because I think I follow Bill Lawrence, the showrunner on Twitter, maybe from the Girl Meets Show okay. account or something. And so I think that it's like I think it's intentional. I think it's trying to be like a music show, you know, soundtrack show. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense because if they're trying to be that, they are doing that. So it just reminded me of all of the TV shows that I've like found music from and there's so many. And so we decided to name our top three songs that we found from TV shows. Jordan, you should start. Okay. This was really fun to look back and think about it. It really was. The three shows, the three songs that I picked are from three shows that I think are also like, they're very known for being a music show, for sure. And, like, very intentional soundtracks. Great uh, discovery of new songs. Um, mm-hmm. And so the third one I picked is from Insecure. And um, it's the song Element um, in season four. And it's so funny. Um, I, like... I had to, I have to look it up because I still don't really know if this these artists have like really like become mainstream or not. I really only know this one song, but the it's the artists are PJ and then Radio spelled R A E D I O. And it's called okay. Element, but it is a song that I heard it in an episode of season 4 and I'm like ever since it's been on like so many of my playlists. Anytime I need like a hype up playlist, a workout playlist, a playlist for like setting goals for the year like it i was like i just i love this song it really gets me hyped and it's so good and um 
I was like, I have to mention this song because I literally like I think about it all the time. I don't know anything about the artists. I just know that Issa Rae <laughs> gave me this song and it is like so good. And so blessed because I'm blown away by the fact that A, you set goals for the year and B, you make a playlist <laughs> to do so. Well, I, I have. You are goals <laughs> queen. Wow. Thank you. I have a every year I make a playlist that's like vision board of the year. And so sometimes mm, it's okay, not okay, like. Okay. This is the, these are the songs I'm going to list or listen to while I set my goals. It's more like throughout <laughs> the year, I'll drop songs in here. That's like, yes, this is the mindset I want. This is the vibe. This is, yeah. yes. So that in this song, it kind of ends up on the playlist almost every year because I'll hear it again. And I'm like, well, I still want to feel like this. Like, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, highly recommend. Okay. I love that. Um, I'll be interested to hear if you have any songs from one of these two shows that I'm about to mention. Um, but I, said, I would put money on it that I do. <laughs> I don't even know okay, what they okay. are yet, but I'm, I'm confident <laughs> that it, it, I do. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at, I, so I used to get literally all my music from Parenthood or Grey's Anatomy. And I used to make Spotify playlists of every single song from that show because this was when Spotify was brand new and before you could just count on someone else making those playlists for you and look them up. Mm -hmm. And so I was making a full playlist of, I was making a season by season playlist and then I made a mixed playlist of both Grey's Anatomy and Parenthood. And the song was on both shows like at the same time and it's Runaway Mm -hmm. by The National and I think it was like kind of what introduced me and to that, the national. That was on Friday Night Lights, also probably yes, also at the same time. Yes, it was. Wow, I didn't watch Iconic. Friday Night Lights live like at the right at the right time, so I had already been into the national. Before yeah, that. but yep, you are one hundred percent spot on. Well, I can like see the scene that it's in. It is so. Dis- it's such a. That is such a great needle drop for a TV show. That song, truly, oh. it really is. Wow, what a good answer. Thank you. I love it. Um, One of the shows that was just mentioned is in my top three. And it's my number one. But we're not there yet. Okay, great. Number two is from Girls. Another <gasps> major music, music-y moment. Artists mm-hmm. I've never heard of or songs I've never heard of by artists I do know. Which is this one. This is, um, it's a Carly Rae Jepsen song. It's called Sweetie. Which I had, it's from her album with Call Me Maybe, which I don't know that full album. I didn't really get, become a Carly Rae Jepsen head until Emotion. But this song is like an amazing, like sugary, sweet pop song. And it is, I think, the first Jack Antonoff, Carly Rae Jepsen collab, which is so funny that of course it's in Girls because this was when Lena Dunham and Jack Antonoff were together. But it is like, really really fun it is in i think i feel like it's in a scene where elijah and hannah are living together and like the good times and so it's just like Mm -hmm. it is a great song and um it's just like really really fun and i love it wow i love that and i love the history and layers beyond the song it goes there you know yeah, there are a lot. Of, there are a lot from girls, specifically that one Robin song that she like asked her for and yes. she gave her before it was even out, and Ugh. we were just like all dying to have it. Yes, and then, honey, but then yes. Robin made like I don't think that one is 
released anywhere. Even there's a different no, version, it's not. and it's oh! different. And I want the original girls I version. Too. I think everyone likes the girls version the best, and so we need so it. So unfortunate, mm. but also, guess only the people who watch girls get to be blessed with it. Guess so. This one. I said, this is a more recent one, um, Dead of Night by Orville Peck, which was featured in Euphoria. Um, I, like, had always wanted to get into Orville Peck and, like, knew of this song, but I it never really stuck with me. But then it's that scene where um, Jacob Elordi's character is driving Sydney Sweeney and she, like, puts her head out the window in the truck. And um, it's very scary. But, like, the song is, like, so, it, like, really hit. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm obsessed with the song. And I hit it very hard. I just, like, it's so magical to be able to pull, like, to remember the scene where you heard the song. Yeah, Like, it's really fun. I can't say that for my number one. I can remember. But, like, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. Picking the right song for a TV show or movie is, like, really, really like you have to have like just i just said magical but like it is yeah it's just so great they can make it or break it um my number one of course Grey's anatomy like Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like maybe the first show for our generation that um was a music show and like focused on the soundtrack and released the soundtrack and was the coolest new bands you need to listen to was the oc I feel like. Yes. And then Grey's really kept that trend up for sure. Um, I, I'm i thinking Greg Glaswell. When I think Grey's, I think Greg Glaswell. This is this is perfect. Keep going. Okay. And what I was song? looking it up because I was like, I can't remember which song I'm like specifically. I just know Greg Glaswell as a whole is so Grey's. And mm-hmm. so I on his Wikipedia page, he has been on so many is TV it this shows. Women's work? No, but that that because i was actually debating because there's a vampire diaries episode where they play his um this woman's work Uh, and it is iconic like it's so amazing but um on his wikipedia page it's hilarious because there's a whole section of what songs of his have been on like tv shows because it's (laughs) so many i've never seen that on an artist's wikipedia page um but I said comes and goes in waves. That was on Grey's in 2008. Ugh. And I was like, I think that's I think that's the one. I feel like that's probably the first Greg Glaswell song I ever heard. And it was like so good in this episode. And I became obsessed. Yeah. The Grey's Anatomy music person, it was like as soon as I was tapped into that, it was like they kept choosing people within that same family. So oh, like, yeah. Ingrid Michaelson, Greg Laswell, like the mm-hmm. whole family. It's also, it's funny that you mentioned specifically that music person because in Girls, there's that moment when Marnie and Desi are so excited because the Grey's Anatomy music uh, supervisor is going to play one of their songs on Grey's Anatomy. And I looked up who they say and it's, it's like the real name of the real music person. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is insane. It was so meta. It was so, it was so funny. I loved that. That's hilarious. Um, well, okay, mine is not from not from Grey's, but it is Greg Laswell. So two Yay! Greg Laswell heads. <laughs> we love Greg. Um mine is Girls Just his cover of Girls Just Wanna Have Fun that was yeah. featured on The Hills. 
in the first episode of se- of se- season two, um, which was in 2007. That was my introduction into Greg Laswell, and my life kind of changed after that, honestly. Oh, that... What is happening in that episode? Is it like a uh, Spencer well, drama or something? here's IMDb. <laughs> after a rocky summer with her boyfriend, Jason... Lauren decides to break it off and returns to Teen Vogue to face her unhappy boss. Heidi finds herself in trouble with a guy both she and Audrina are dating. Oh my gosh. I feel like I saw that too and I didn't realize, like, I didn't look up the name Greg Laswell until, you know, a year later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because everyone knows that cover. Everyone knows it. Everyone. Everyone's heard it. It's so good. And it's honestly kind of sad that Greg isn't more famous it now. Is. He's so talented. If you don't know Greg Laswell, look him up. He rules. We've he seen really him a does. lot live. And, and and he's funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. Shrinking. I feel like you know more about the creators of Shrinking, so you should give the little spiel. Okay. Well, yes, I really... It's It all goes back to my love of Scrubs because... Bill Lawrence is the creator of Scrubs, who's also the creator of Ted Lasso and now Shrinking. Um, and so basically, I feel like um, knowing that, I felt like going in, like, I was kind of like, okay, I'm in the, I'm in the Ted Lasso mindset, basically. It's going to be, especially that it's literally about a therapist. Like, it's obviously going to be about mental health, um specifically like kind of men dealing with mental health but kind of more upfront even than Ted Lasso because it's literally about mental health professionals um Mm -hmm. but I I I liked this and I I do think I liked it better than Ted Lasso I think that it still kind of hits you over the head with some of the touchy-feely cheesiness that Ted Lasso also does but I feel like it goes down even like I think it goes down more easily than Ted Lasso kind of. I feel like the characters feel more real in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually kind of thought that in general, I think that maybe there's some kind of tonal confusion sometimes of like, what is this show? Is this like a goofy comedy? Is it is it really, really dark comedy? But I think it actually kind of like balances the dark and light tones a little better than Ted Lasso, in my opinion, too. Um, but yeah, I think it, like I said, it goes down easy. It's a, it's a really quick watch. I kind of burned through it way faster than I thought I even would, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I finished this in two days. It was a really, really dark two days for me where I was like literally stuck in my house and didn't leave for two days because it was so winter snow blizzard outside um so it was honestly exactly what I needed because I was in a very depressive state and so something that was like easy to watch and um heartwarming was exactly what I needed Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think I think I liked it a little bit more than Ted Lasso too although I will say I when Ted Lasso first came out, I was like pretty smitten still with uh, Jason Sudeikis. So, so like that kind of had me a little bit more. But like yeah, that, I get that's that. kind of gone downhill. I think Jason Sudeikis is hotter than Jason Siegel. Jason! They're both named Jason. They're both Jason S. That's weird. Whoa. Okay. 
Sorry. That took me out for a second. The Battle of the Jasons. Uh. But I like Jason Siegel <laughs> way more as a person than yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Hot, hotter yes. isn't always better. Okay? It is not. Which we already knew, but it's good to be reminded. Yes. But yeah, I so it was perfect for what I needed. And I do think it's like a really good show for like similar to Ted Lasso where it's like literally anyone can watch this. And I like that, that it's like anybody can watch this and see that like mental health is something that like everybody needs to pay attention to and like everybody's going through stuff and like no one's perfect, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I will say because of it is so like widely um, like the audience is clearly for like to cast a wide net kind of thing. I did feel a little bit confused on like, where's my place and like, why am I watching this kind of thing? Mm. Cause it honestly, a little bit of it kind of like talked me out of like therapy and its effectiveness. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> something that I'm like, he's not a good therapist, right? Like, <laughs> He's I, here's one of my notes is literally like, okay, he's not a good therapist, right? Nice, helpful guy, lovable even, but like he does not have very good advice all the time. I would have liked to see how he was at therapy before yeah. his wife died. Yeah. This should have, this should have kind of been about him being on sabbatical. <laughs> like, uh, like, why were they still <laughs> letting him there? Like be a therapist? No, like he... And I think that in the last seconds of the the season finale, I'm hoping that maybe next season they're kind of dealing with like maybe the aftermath of like, okay, maybe this, maybe he shouldn't be advising his patients right now. Or maybe he needs a, to be supervised while he's doing th- or something. Cause I'm like, yeah, where are we going here? I, I like him. I don't think he is a good therapist. I think he is way too yes. um, off the rails still. Yeah, I completely agree. And, like, I did like that it showed that, You like, cancel therapy because you watch Shrinking? That's so funny. <laughs> but, like, it's... Like, the therapists are just people, too. And, like, so yeah. that was kind of, like, nice to see, but also still a little bit, like, okay, so the blind is leading the blind here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it was kind of, like, wow, everyone needs therapy. Even the therapists. Therapists. <laughs> Like there were things sometimes where like they were doing things or saying things where I'm like, you're a therapist and this feels like therapy 101. Like, yeah, I'm confused how you're <laughs> even like questioning your reactions to this. Like your reaction was obviously bad. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a very, very unprofessional workplace. <laughs> yes. I'm bound like, where's HR? Yep. Well, there is none. There's literally no there HR. None. Yeah, they the therapists don't have good boundaries <laughs> with no. each other. No, and like they're too strong or not enough. Yeah, but yeah, I my the main my main takeaway that I really enjoyed was that I really liked how it portrayed um, adult friendships. I really liked that like the widowed therapist husband dad could still be like really good friends with like his neighbor who's married and um also with like his co-workers and like his best friend and his fiance like I because I just I do feel like there is this like and maybe this is me as like 
a single 30 something year old person who like struggles to like most of my friends have like gotten married and stuff and it's like I'm hanging out with like married people a lot or like just like people in differing situations and I don't really feel like I see that a lot on tv anymore and so I I just like really enjoyed the way that they portrayed like adult friendship and how it can be like uh it's not restricted to like married people are friends with married people and single people are friends with single people and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah I like that a lot um it was it was fun to have kind of a diverse cast in both race but also age was kind of was Mm -hmm. fun like that and like stages of life like you're saying um I also really I do feel like warm fuzzies for shows where it's kind of like contained in this like really sunny happy neighborhood um like kind of this like utopia where like they all live on the same street kind of and even if they yeah, don't like, it feels like they do care of each other yeah, like they're just all hanging out in each other's backyards and their hot tubs and like every, all the drama is pretty contained to like this one group of people um there's like something very comforting about a show like that which is fun to watch mm-hmm. yeah i agree the only thing i was going to say back to the music thing it honestly the music really took me out of it it was like distracting for me and i think it's because like it's music that i already know and like mm-hmm. have known it's like old yeah. older indie music yeah um and so it was like distracting 100% agree especially as we were going through our top three of the songs that were have been like iconic to us from that we learned from tv shows they were helping us discover new songs and new bands yes and so this was a little tough for me where it's like I want to hear songs I don't know that fit the scene perfectly these songs have been in my spotify playlists for like almost a decade a lot of them and mm-hmm. um so I, or at least have like more of a mix of old and new i felt like mostly it was all old stuff which like good old yep. stuff but I, it was kind of distracting you're totally right well and it was like okay so is this supposed to be based in like the early 2000s i don't think mm. so but like it made it feel like it should be because that's when the music came that would have been cute that would have been cute that but they didn't and the neighbor woman is the one who did the music is that correct yes the character liz played by krista miller <laughs> yeah that girl well I, she doesn't look like so she's iconic krista miller is married to bill lawrence the showrunner she was also a main character on scrubs and she was she's a she's like i i do love her and i love her the, she usually plays the same character and she does it really well. And on Scrubs, her name was Jordan, which was very iconic. Um, so I literally think of her as named Jordan, which is fun. Um, that is fun. But she was like the music supervisor, um, which is also is probably why Bill Lawrence was retweeting every compliment about the soundtrack because it's literally his wife choosing it, um, <laughs> which I think is like, I mean, dream job everyone wants to be that Truly. person but yeah. it is funny that um i don't think the soundtrack was like anything to write home about but it's like kind of a big deal 
to them. When Jordan told me this, I was like screaming because there's a very specific like scene and line where she's like defending herself being like, I'm cool. Like people are always asking me for my Spotify playlist. And I'm like, oh, so like even the character is also known for her like music taste. It's so funny. Like why did they have to put that in? You know, she also has been the music supervisor for Ted Lasso. Hmm, interesting. And Very interesting. Scrubs and oh, I was gonna say Cougar Town. It does. I don't think is a Bill Lawrence show, but she was one of the. Oh no, he was. So any all of his shows, she does the music. But the music on Scrubs, I think, was really good. But it probably was similar to this same soundtrack because that was those were the years that Scrubs was on. Hmm. Scrubs ended in 2010. You know. Very interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Honestly, it was probably because she's clearly experienced at this. It's not like this is her first rodeo. I wonder if this was like a request for from the from Bill Lawrence and team, also including Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. I Taylor just told me before we started recording, which I <laughs> if I knew that I forgot because that's really funny. Um, also, Jason Siegel. Now that I'm looking at like the writers' lists and stuff, but I wonder if they like mm-hmm. wanted to do that intentionally, or something. I think there could be an argument for it if it seems like this is the type of music that Jason Siegel's character would be into. It's very like when you talk about like dad indie music. I feel like that. But could there's be that him. whole scene where they talk about it, and oh, what? Who is the band that his daughter brings up? Japanese Breakfast. No, that's who she listens oh. to. But she was making fun of him for listening to oh, like yeah. who did she Counting say? Crows or something like that. No, it was Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. That was it. That was yeah, it. That was it. Yeah, okay. That was it. So that argument doesn't really work at all, huh? Hmm. Well, I try. I mean, this is coming from two girls who like, we've been to Vampire Weekend. We've been to Death Cab for Cutie. Like, maybe yeah. it's because like these songs, again, the audience like my parents don't know these songs so like yeah maybe it totally doesn't bother them at all but i feel like it's a missed opportunity to find newer bands and give them a spotlight because it's like oh does vampire weekend need help with exposure or something you know like i don't know mm-hmm. when well, it's like interesting because like like death cat for cutie did the opening mm-hmm. song and it's good um, I, which I is like fun it. and it's good and like it's a new song so like that is really fun that is fun um and so if even if it were like the newer songs of these artists that would be more interesting but yeah i mean i will say there is a whole scene about i know the end by phoebe bridgers which i ate up because that felt like it was written for me and like taken out of my life because yeah they were like oh you're complaining song? about the music are you how about we play this what do you think now taylor it goff <laughs> it truly felt like they were like yeah getting mad at me but so funny <sighs> actually okay galaxy brain moment what if since it's apple they actually could make a show on apple tv plus that would plug in songs from your iphone I guess only if you have Apple Music, really. But what if they did that? Interactive <laughs> soundtrack. I mean, that probably makes sense why they're using like older songs because like I had purchased those songs when I only used <laughs> Apple Music. Yeah, what if I was like, I didn't hear those songs. I was hearing like <sighs> Regina Spector. Like what are some other bands <laughs> from older eras, you know? <sighs> uh, wow. Wow, that's a really good idea though and feels very Black Mirror-y. Yeah, it totally does. 
then they start sending subliminal messaging and hypnotizing me yeah. to kill people or something. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, yeah. Black Mirror is dark, okay? <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Uh, but yeah, that crossed a line. I'm sorry. Anything else on shrinking? Yeah, I recommend. I think it was happy and fun. Um, I don't know if I would have watched it otherwise. I mean, we like I, a lot of people recommending it though, so I'm glad. I'm glad that I watched it. And, yeah, and I do think. Well, one of my I'll close with my my best note was these people are the ones who should have gone to the White House to discuss mental health. This show's literally about mental health and therapy and stuff. And like, you got Coach. Jason Sudeikis in there teaching Biden about mental health. Get out of here. (laughs) That guy almost ran his wife over with his car. (laughs) Exactly. No one, no one is talking about that. No one, but I will talk about it all day long. (laughs) You could have had Harrison Ford. Yeah. Who's about a billion years old. Maybe he shouldn't. Same age as Joe. Probably. Well, probably they'd be, they'd be peers. They would be peers. All right. Now that I'm laughing, it feels odd to move to our waste our water cooler moment. Again, I'll repeat, this will be spoilery. So if you're not caught up on succession, you can skip this part. It's hard to talk about this episode without it, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it's actually funny you say this. I was actually thinking about this. Um, like we have been spoiling anything that happens in the episode. So maybe we should have been giving a little disclaimer. I mean, this one is like the spoiler of all spoilers, obviously. But like, what are we going to talk about if we can't spoil it? Like, that's just how we're going to, that's just how it goes. That's just, that's just us. And you had a a lot of warning now. Succession first, spoiler free stuff second. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be really hard to not talk about this episode for about 50 years, but we're going to really try to just hit the highlights. How shocked were you? Mm, I, I was, I was kind of like Roman. I was like kind of in denial. I was like, this is a trick. Well, even, (laughs) and (laughs) both Taylor and I listened to the HBO succession podcast, even Brian Cox himself doesn't believe it. He's like, well, you never see the body. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, what was so um, wild about that is that I've been listening to Prince Harry's biography. Oh, and he talks a lot about how for the majority of his life, he was convinced that Princess Diana was not really dead and that she was actually just hiding. Oh, like in hiding. Like he like never believed it and was like completely in denial. And so I just thought that was really interesting. Like, I've just been listening to this, and then all of a sudden, like, Roman is just, like, in absolute denial and just, like, oh, like, this is, like, our dad. Like, you never know. Like, dad wouldn't do this to us kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Oh, wow. Um, That's so sad. Yeah, it's really fascinating and so sad. But they did such a good job at, like, making the viewers feel that way, too, by not even showing his face until, like, the very end basically Mm -hmm. for me it was like especially because like tom it all added up because he was acting so weird but like of course he would be acting weird if something nightmarish was happening on an airplane like i can't imagine having to watch someone get that many chest compressions i know 
Well, even two would be too much for oh me. Oh my gosh. Well, that was another thing that actually, I was just going to say that was the moment when they, you actually hear the chest compressions happening. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is fully real. real. That was when I was really convinced, especially because like Tom kept cutting out cause he's calling from the air and it was like, what is really going on? Like, and like he's having, he's like not explaining anything very well, but like he's in shock too. Mm-hmm. wow how like i don't even know how how did you handle handle it all i was um weeping i was like Ugh, heavily yeah. sobbing i was really surprised like i but as soon as sh- i think as soon as i realized what was happening and then shiv coming in really got me yeah and her performance was just like so impeccable um I was basically just crying anytime she was on screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes to show that the acting is so good because like Logan was a terrible father. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I, since I've been doing my rewatch, um, like it's just like so wild. It's like fresh. It is fresh. And like, even after I finished this episode, I went back and watched an episode and like, he's not nice and like he's just like trained them to be like if you aren't supporting me then like you're nothing and like the only way to support him is to like agree with him and like do everything he asks without question and like it's just like it's so wild and it was really interesting to hear brian cox's um interpretation of how he loves his kids Cause I was like, that's really interesting. Cause I don't really get that, but like, I get it, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It, I love when, when Brian Cox ever discusses Logan, because it's like, I, I mean, I hear actors all the time. Like, even if you're playing a horrible villain, like you have to get, they have to get in that mindset where they like can see their point of view and understand them. Yeah. And he empathize. clearly does. He is team mm-hmm. Logan. He thinks Every line he says as Logan, it's like he feels that about the kids. Like, they're not serious. Yes. You're morons. Like, all this stuff. Yeah, and like, he, calling them losers. Yes, and he kept saying, like, oh, well, they don't honor they don't honor him. Like, they, they refuse to honor him. Like, he kept saying that, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is so interesting. When he's like, and no one really knows Logan. Like, no one takes the time to know him. And it's like, mm. because he's a brick wall, and he doesn't let people in. Yeah, and it's like sometimes they get a glimmer of letting in but it's so he's so unpredictable that like sometimes they're they're like they're pounding down his door and then he's sick of them you know Mm -hmm. it's like shiv kissing his butt of it all yes and he's like oh you're bugging me pinky get out of my face (laughs) (laughs) i love jordan's impression of brian cox (laughs) that's my new favorite thing i'm i'm channeling him you really are. You're Brian Cox it. is is here with us. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Roy is dead. Jordan Kennedy lives. I'm the ch- I'm the new I'm his channel into the mortal the mortal realm. <laughs> He's reincarnated himself already into you. <laughs> what a <laughs> gift. <laughs> Something I I also loved about him on that podcast was he brought up one of something that I like the image of him in season one coming out of the pool and you see his scars from being whipped as a kid mm-hmm. and that, that visual right there. I like, I'm glad that that sticks with him because that sticks with me too, where it's like every time 
he is acting like this monstrous unfeeling dad i do think about like well that's kind of what he knows as grow as like being like a like growing up and a kid you know and it's like mm-hmm. i don't think that justifies the kind of parenting he does but it actually i don't know it makes like compared to like their mom who's also a manipulative nightmare but kind of in like a even more diabolical way than logan it's just like oh i don't know it's just so layered and so yeah i i'm like not i'm gonna miss having logan around as a character for sure because he just has driven so like all of the action so far conflicts with him and Mm -hmm. everything but i am also not gonna miss him so bad that i'm like not I'm so I'm so excited to see all of the aftermath and everything. Yes. Like I'm I'm so sad that it happened so soon. Like I was expecting yeah. it to happen but not till like episode like 7 maybe. Yes. Um so props to Jesse, but like I yeah, I'm very excited to see what the kids do because their whole lives have been built on pleasing their father. Mhm. And so, like, what are they going to do without him? Totally. It will be very interesting. <sighs> My question for you, who... Okay, like, so we have our options of who's going to take over. Who who would you pick if you had to choose someone right now? <sighs> well, in this episode, I was like, it is really interesting to see that, like, um, Kendall is the only one who has been able to, like, control his emotions and, like kind of compartmentalize Mm -hmm. and um i do i do think that can work work for him and work against him um but that's a good point i'm i'm so nervous because his murder has still not come out and like (gasps) oh is colin gonna go rogue because who are the people that know looming the siblings know and colin knows now like who and (gasps) marcia oh ah wow and um that's true because colin's the security guard yeah um and there was that whole scene with the security guard that is really interesting i hadn't really thought about that hmm that's ooh, yeah that's intriguing but i mean the, the way that shiv and roman reacted to it in season three maybe there must be a way that they can spin it you know and maybe they really yeah, can scapegoat true. logan where they where they were trying to He's do that. He's the one who covered it up. Mm-hmm. Well, he covered it up and he was the one who like freaked out and yelled at that server. Like there was that like how they had to go um mm-hmm. like talk to the family and kind of apologize for that even though what they should have been apologizing mm-hmm. is for his death. Like literally. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That is so true. And we have still have seven episodes that it's got to come out. They can't end the show with that not coming out publicly. Oh no i feel like they can't either that's how stacked everything in this show is i hadn't even crossed my mind the murder i know wow i i still think i want it to be shiv that's what i think i want in my heart yeah watching what about you um watching the trailer i was like freaking jerry like one of, I'm, I was like, it actually kind of makes the most sense to not give it to one of the kids, at least yet, you know? Yeah. They're young and I don't know, maybe let some of these, the, 
the old gang. I mean, I don't think like Carl and Frank are dodos, but like, <laughs> I I think that, I think that they should still give it to Jerry. The question is, is who knows about Jerry's imminent firing? Well, everyone and, on like, that is plane that be brought up. They were all kind of talking about like, oh, Roman talked to Jerry, blah blah blah. But now it seems like Jerry is back in the mix. Because yeah, Carolina knew, remember? Yeah, Carolina knew. But Carolina's very Team Jerry. Yeah. But hmm. I almost was like, just give it to them and, like, keep the kids on or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I was kind of, I was like, I'm Team Old People right now, kind of. It made no <laughs> sense, but I was. Interesting, interesting. But I don't think, but I, they also have better ideas. Like, they were just yes men to Logan for his bad ideas. Or, like, mm-hmm. outrageous ideas and stuff. But, like, they also know... They have, like, good business strategy. They're just scared of Logan. So maybe without him looming, maybe they could actually be really good. I guess we'll see. We shall see. Guess so. Um, last but not least, crush of the week. I I am going to give my crush to Jason Siegel. Even though he... Did a lot of things that made me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a roller coaster. Yeah. But I something I really did did like about his character was like sometimes he would just like say kind of a goofy like a weird like outburst or way to say something that I was like, I feel like that's probably something that he, Jason Siegel like says. Like I feel like they like brought some like qu- like genuinely quirky things to this guy that I mm-hmm. had fun watching. He's very silly okay. man. Yeah. <laughs> very silly man. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it to Jessica Williams. I love her and I thought she killed it. And I felt like every line she said was so funny. Um, I recently fell in love with her in Love Life. Oh, I didn't know she's in that. Yeah, she's in that second season. So I was really excited to see her again because... I did not like her character in Booksmart because I hate that whole storyline of the teacher being with the student. Yeah, I. But this was this helped me cleanse the palate of that a little bit because I, that's buried down in there. Hmm, you know who else is in Booksmart? Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde. Interesting. It all comes back. Um, I also loved how much Big Bud press she was wearing. Good point. Yes, really fun. She was. All right. Well, I'm very excited because we get to watch Beef next week and the internet is in uproar about it and everybody's loving it. So I'm very anxious to start it. Yeah, same. So join us. It's on Netflix and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.